This is Photo BizX, episode number 439, and today we are talking with Anya Maria Ponti, an Australian-based portrait photographer who has built a profitable destination portrait photography business. That's right, she photographs families from around the world while taking her family with her on most of these trips, and she shares exactly how she's doing that in today's interview. That's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I have been waiting to get Anya onto the podcast for the last few years. It's finally happened. I'm really excited to bring this interview to you. Make sure you check out her work to get an idea about the style and quality of the work that she's delivering to her clients if you get a chance before we get into the interview. You can find it over at anyamaria.com. Before we get into that, if you heard the end of last week's episode, I talked about heading away for the Masters State Road Cycling Championships on the weekend. I was there, I competed yesterday in a little town called Gunning, just near Goulburn in New South Wales, and it was absolutely freezing cold. It rained during the race. It was like, <laughs> it was like the middle of winter. It was absolutely horrible. I got myself a top 10 finish. The guys that won were next level as far as fitness goes but it was a great day out a big day out and as much as I would have liked to have walked away with a medal it was a great experience nonetheless and it has got me excited about heading back to Europe next year to go and see the Tour de France spend some time in Girona in Spain and the trip that I'm organizing is looking absolutely massive with over 25 other riders coming along for that one all right enough about cycling <laughs> let's talk photography and talking about last week's episode if you didn't catch that one with danielle Tessirio, who is a boudoir photographer based in the u.s get back and have a listen to that one even if you don't photograph boudoir sessions she shared so much about attracting her ideal clients getting them on the phone converting those leads into actual bookings and how she goes about making terrific sales to almost every client there really were a ton of takeaways from Danielle. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. What that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Anya Maria. I do save a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you love the idea about building a destination portrait photography business, or if you just want to hear about how to increase your sales and make better connections with your clients, and you'd like to hear the full interview today with Anya Maria, head over to photobizx.com forward slash try, and for $1, you can sign up for a trial membership. Check out the full interview today with Anya Maria. Get access to the full back catalogue. Come and have a look at the Facebook group for premium members and get a good idea of what the premium membership is all about. PhotoBizX.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. As photographers, it's easy to roll our eyes when we hear another photographer describing themselves as a natural light photographer. And we think, oh, a photographer who doesn't understand light and lighting. In the case of today's guest, you need to take one look at her work and you may never second guess someone who works only with natural light again. 
Her images scream professional, beautiful light, heart film moments, creative framing, and film-like. She's based in Australia, but Italian at heart, and often traveling the world when she's able. And I've been chasing this photographer for an interview since 2018. I'm talking about family, newborn, and maternity photographer, Anya Maria Ponti, and I'm wrapped to have her here with us now. Anya, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. That was an insane introduction. <laughs> you know, one of those moments when you stop and you just look back or listen or just have that outside perspective. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, how, how do you think when you hear another photographer describe themselves as a natural light photographer? I don't know. I think I've read it so often that it probably loses a bit of its meaning (laughs) (laughs) of late. And, you know, once you're in the industry and you're in it deep, it's just one of those references that becomes kind of second nature, like you nearly become blind to it. So do you have an inkling when you hear another photographer talk about being a natural light photographer that they don't understand lighting and light? Well, I feel that a lot of times a lot of titles are given and it's just more of uh, this is what's expected, so this is what I'm going to say, but it's not necessarily reflective of who they are and their work, especially when you're at the beginning. I think you're just looking for that validation. You've got that need to have someone tell you that you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing, and so you look up to those that have been doing it for a while, that have been there before you, and you truly believe that if you follow their footsteps, then you're going to get to the same place where they are. Is that true? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. And it's hard because, you know, it's what we all do. It's human nature. We imitate to learn things. But obviously, you know, that works when you're a toddler, when you're a child, then there's a transition phase and potentially that's the teenagehood I'm going through with my children right now where you've got to, you know, push the boundaries a bit and understand where your place is. And I think it's trying to keep that mindset growing up without second guessing yourself that there is a place that only you hold and it's believing that you need to be in that place. So did you actually feel like you found that place for yourself now? Oh, more at the beginning than now, sadly. (laughs) That's the thing. There's just always challenges thrown our way, I believe. And, you know, it's like I was saying this to my sons in the car, you know, when you do something for the first time and somehow it just works out, then the second time you've got a little bit of a fear that it won't turn out quite as amazingly as the first time. I think there's always that little bit of fear and hesitation when you're about to do something new or when you challenge yourself or when you're about to make some changes in your business. So, you know, there's, there's always a dip in that belief, but I truly believe I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. It's just about understanding fully those little changes that I can make to just make sure that I'm fully delivering and servicing my clients as best as I can. As changes come in the industry too, because That's the thing. It's ever evolving, like nearly everything in life, dare I say. And so with that evolving, it's understanding how you then need to also evolve alongside with it. So it sounds like you're about to introduce some changes or kick off something new. Am I right in saying that? I think so. I've been sitting on a few things, I think, for a couple of years, just understanding because to be honest, I don't think I've had the best perspective of my business over the last two years, because it's not fully reflected 
my business either, because as I was saying to you, travel is a big part of my business. Therefore, not being able to has obviously limited certain aspects. And when you get into that fear and doubt place, that's when you make choices that I don't believe are truly the best ones for you. And so I'm definitely moving towards a few changes, um, whether big or small, that's still to know. Well, can you give us an example of of a change, whether it's one that's upcoming or one that you've made in the past? Uh, Well, a lot of it actually has to do, and I mean, this is so relevant to what we're speaking about. It's business related because I did an amazing course with Yan Palmer and Beck Griffiths Naked Marketing, and it just dives deep into everything that is business and marketing, but it dives deep on a place where it's personal, not where it's just numbers. And I feel that I've done everything right when it's come to doing what I do, why I do it. And, you know, I'm actually amazed at how successful my business has been, given that I never really followed that through with just simple business practices that elevate that, such as a newsletter. I just don't have a mailing list. For 10 years, I've not had a mailing list. And I'm just now realizing, oh my gosh, what better way to communicate directly with my clients than trying to get online, get onto Facebook or Instagram, social media, where one in 10 of your clients might hear you because, you know, time of day, day of the week, all of that actually matters. And it's little changes like that that should have happened. They should have been up and running from the beginning. But sometimes when you start your business and it kicks off immediately, you just don't have all that time to think of all the little structures you do need to implement. So I'm kind of working my way backwards in a way and implementing things I should have done from the beginning. All right. So I want to explore more of what you just said and unpack that. But I think for the listener to give them a better perspective of where you're at and can we give them some kind of a snapshot? So you alluded to the fact you've been shooting for 10 years or more now. We've been in business. Business is successful. Can you give us an idea of your annual revenue? I think I've averaged on my most successful years around the 250000 Unreal. That is so good. So does that amaze you even now or is that just a number you're comfortable with? No, I think like your introduction, when I write things or when I take the time to actually look over things, I go, how is that even possible? So it's still doing what I do for a living. Like, you know, you just, it's like life when you become a parent, you just do it because you've got to do it. And so I keep doing it. But when you sit down and you kind of write a list of what you've done, where you've been, how many times I've been lucky enough to photograph a family, I'm still in awe of a lot of those statistics, to be honest. That's so good. So look, I know that you also teach photography and photographers will teach other photographers. How much of that 250K or, or what portion of your business is actual shooting and clients and what portion is helping other photographers? And I did this um, a few years back, actually, because I didn't want to be the photographer that taught business that relied on teaching others to make that business happen, if that makes sense. It does. And I think 80% was portrait. Unreal. Okay. And I know the listener will be really happy to hear that as well because it places so much more emphasis on what you're about to share with us and where you're coming from. So that's cool. So, okay, then what's interesting to me is the fact that you have this fantastic business, very successful, lots and lots of clients. 
why go and do a marketing course and you know introduce email marketing and newsletters now when things have been going so good just the way they are? Because I think we've never learned enough. We'll never learn enough in our lifetimes. And we've always got something more that we can understand and give. So, and, you know, like I said, the two years definitely had a bit of an impact on my feelings around my business and the success of it. That being said, most of it was just impacted due to the lack of travel But I just, I truly, it's about wanting to do the best that I can do and understanding how best I can deliver that. And just the excitement that I got, because I'm actually working with someone in the US right now, who's going to help me set up all of the newsletter. And that's, I'll be honest, I've not outsourced a lot. I'm very much, even within my own family, if you talk to anyone, everyone knows that I just want to do it myself because I know that I'll do it well, so to say. And I love finding people that know how to work with me because it's not about setting up, you know, newsletters that are already written or whatnot. It's just setting up a system. So it will be easy for me to then get online when I've got the inkling, when I've got a thought I want to share or an offer that I'm excited about. It's just setting up a back end where I can get on there type in what I want to put in a couple of images to accompany it and be able to send it straight away. So Yeah, I'm excited at the thought of being able to give my clients more. I like that. So when you go into like a marketing program, like the one you're talking about, and when we can focus on the email stuff or take that as an example, is the idea in your head to, are you thinking, okay, I can take my business from 250K to 300? Will I bring in more clients? Like, Why put yourself through all this? Like, What's the reason? What's the end result you're looking for? I think it's potentially just how can I do things maybe differently? Because I think sometimes we find ourselves at a crossroad or where we're just maybe tired of doing that one thing that just feels like too much in our business. And it's just, it's not even about making more because to me, success has nothing to do with the amount of money I bring in at all. It has everything to do with my lifestyle, what I am able to do with my family, with my children and with my clients, it's time. I don't want to shoot more. I love spending that time and dedication that I get to do with my clients, not only during the session, but after the session where so much of it happens through designing albums. Right now I'm designing a wall display gallery, like frames and an album with a mum who has twins. So you can imagine how overwhelmed she is. Obviously, I want to be able to assist her and support her through this process because as much as I understand there's business and marketing ways of selling things to someone, and, you know, a sale is just a simple example of that, I think I want my clients to feel like they've had their hand held throughout the entire process. And that means different people, different needs. And so for me, this was maybe just a way of stepping back, looking at where I've come from, where I am and where I want to go in the future and just how I can restructure that. Whether that means more money, more time, I'm not sure at the moment. I just know that it will be a better business because of it. Cool. Um, You talked a lot about travel. You mentioned travel a couple of times already, and I know it's big on your website. Where are most of your clients? Are they in Australia? Are they all around Australia? Are they all around the world? They're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a pretty good client base in Europe, as in return clients. I photographed more than once. I have a fantastic client base in the US. I absolutely love my US families, some of whom I have photographed since 2014 now. So it's actually been just a really sad moment for me. It's not business related not, you know, it's not, oh, I missed out on income because I didn't get to go to the US. It's I've missed out on being able to see them grow because like I have every year and it is all around Australia. So I think it's those who see my work, want to work with me and then hopefully don't want to let me go after that. That's so cool. How did you get started in photographing families in the US, in Europe, all around Australia? I'm trying to think of what the first one was. I think up until 2012 when I was expecting my fourth and that was the first workshop I held in our new home that we just built in my new studio. That was the first time someone reached out to me saying, hey, would you be interested in teaching a workshop in France? Uh, She'd hosted someone else from Australia, I believe, and she asked me whether I'd be interested in having so much family in Italy just makes that the answer to that question always a yes for me, because anytime I get to reconnect with my family is an amazing opportunity. And I'm so lucky to still have my grandparents alive and doing pretty well mentally and physically. And so the fact that I've been able to share them so much with my kids has become just an important factor, I think, to our travel. Travel, yes, new places, adventures, all of that. But the connection that they've built and that they have with my grandparents is just one of the primary reasons why I make travel happen. So that's the thing. I might make less than what I could because obviously we're now a family of seven that needs to travel. (laughs) I could go on my own if it was about the money. And that's what I mean about success. Success is just, it's what you want it to be. It's not a number. It's your own goals. It's your own numbers and it's your own wants. So to me, success is having my children spend as much time with my grandparents. Like I speaking to my grandmother, she recollects stories from 60, 70 years ago and I can barely remember last week. <laughs> and yet having her pass on her history and when they went through the war and her childhood and Even my childhood, my dad's childhood, my dad's not here anymore. It's just really special to have that part shared with them. For sure. So you say yes to these workshops because they're a gateway back home to Italy for you and your family. They're a gateway back home. And to me, it's always, it's also a gateway to connect with different people, different cultures, and just to show how fluid what we do can be. There's no limits or blocks at the end. Well, tell me how you do that. So you you say yes to a a workshop in France. How do you start booking families in France to photograph? A lot of the times it's the workshop host or it's the workshop attendees that book in from there. It's also become models of the workshop that have then become clients of mine. And I don't know, I think sometimes it's just word of mouth, like word of mouth as in they see someone saying Anya's coming from Australia. She's going to be teaching a workshop for anyone interested. So whoever's following that person has a look, looks at my website and then says, yes, I want to book him with you. Right. So even from that first workshop in France 10 years ago or so, did you already put aside some time to photograph families immediately after the workshop instead of booking flights straight to Italy? 
No, not for that workshop. I'm trying to, because I did one in France and one in London that year. I did have a session in London that year. Um, So yeah, I did put aside. I'm very good at fitting in as much as I can in as little time as possible. I find that works for me. It's not necessarily something that works for everyone else, but family time really matters to me. And so when I know that we're semi-limited with time, I will do everything I can in a short amount of time. So then I can make sure that we have the family time we need to do what we want to do. So I, I did set aside, actually, it wasn't in France, but the workshop host in France from the first workshop overseas ever in 2013 actually was then a client and I met back up with her in December of 2015 when her third child was born and I got to photograph her. Nice. So is this how it's all been built up? You know, you do a workshop, you meet some of the attendees, the host, the models, you book a few sessions and then word of mouth just slowly organically grows. Absolutely. That's what I mean about, you know, doing the marketing course. I've never forced anything in my business. I've never made something happen because I just had the sheer want, which is not a bad thing. On the contrary, had I had more confidence, um, I should have definitely done that. But then I find success in business is doing what comes naturally to you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's what my success was. It was doing what was my instinct, what was my nature, therefore not forcing anything that was otherwise. And that's why there was success because people, I think on the other end understood that too, that it, like I said to you, it's not about the number. It's not about the money. Yes, it matters to make sure that number's in a place where you're making money, but it's not about, you know, how many sessions can I fit into a year or how many workshops can I book? I feel that a lot of times what I've done in the past, the planning and the scheduling and the sessions, so much of it has just literally fallen into place. And it felt like it was meant to be. It wasn't or, you know, I'll see what I can do to make it work or stretch boundaries or whatnot. A lot of everything that I've done in the past just fell into place, especially with the overseas. That's so cool. I want to get to what you're doing now, but uh, I did hear in another interview that you did back in 2015 that when you photograph families overseas, you don't do any editing on the road. You leave all that till you get home so you can enjoy the time there with your family. Is that still the case today? Is that your workflow today? Uh, It is, but it probably won't be next year because we are going for three months. And so depending on what I'm planning the trip now, and it's going to be an intense one, I think everyone's 2022 is going to look a little bit fuller than ever before, which is wonderful, but it's definitely a time to slow down and make sure that we all don't take on too much where we won't be able to then deal with it. So I'm also keeping that in mind because... I know that I will be doing a part of the travel on my own for some of the teaching parts, the workshops the next year. I do make up for that time, like the workload during that time. So I know that I'll be leaving my family in Vienna after I do the workshop and sessions there. And once I'm on the road, whether it's a flight or whether it's a train ride, whatever that may be, I use that time to work. Right. Okay. So you will do some editing on the road in this case. I will do because I'm doing a lot of the initial workshops and sessions actually at the end of May and we will be there till mid end of August. And so I also understand, you know, I say it to everyone. The important thing is getting the photos taken because once they're done, you know that they're done. 
obviously there's a little bit of an impatience in wanting to see them. Sometimes it's actually more special to see them further down the track rather than immediately two weeks after. So I will do my best to work within the time I do have, but family time will also be important. As much as I've spent the last two years pretty much next to my family, I feel that at home, everyday life, it's just not the same connection that we have when we're traveling. Because when you're at home, there's always the dishwasher to empty, (laughs) garden to mow, and there's all those little jobs that it's just so it's really hard for me to walk away from. And I feel like that's where travel comes in, whether it's a lo- you know, whether it's a local holiday or overseas, it's just having that break. And I feel we as a family haven't really had that break in the last two years. And so I know I'm going to be wanting to use up a lot of our time together to reconnect because I don't know about your family, Andrew, but I know mine, when school holidays start, mine don't like each other very much for the first few days. <laughs> it takes some time for them to refine each other. And so I'm looking forward to us doing that next year. Sounds unreal. Let's talk a bit more about your actual business. And it sounds like nearly all of your inquiries are coming organically. So let's say I'm interested in a session. I call you, I email you, fill out your contact form. What happens next? Like, do you call me? Do you talk about pricing? Do you let me know what I'm going to be up for? Do you prepare me for that? Oh, it's definitely nothing that's ever hidden, but I think more than talking about pricing, so much emphasis should be put on what I can do for you, what services I offer that may differ from someone else's. So I think that's my focus. And it's like when people meet me at a session, they walk up or they arrive thinking, okay, photo session. And, you know, a lot of people's thought around that is very much a little bit old school and they stand and they pose and they smile and they look at you. And just being with me for five minutes, you see their shoulders relaxed, you see them smile naturally a little bit more and they understand that it's not, you know, the huge expectations that I have. It's just spending time together. It's them spending time with their family, which I think we don't tend to do as freely Well, maybe that's me, but... No, that's true. But is this what you would be telling me on our phone call when I inquire about a session? Part of it is yes. So I just try to educate my clients, you know, not from A to Z because you also don't want to overwhelm someone. I know how overwhelmed I get sometimes if I'm going through websites and there's too much information, but I think it's just synthesizing what is necessary thing that they need to know. So what it's like to work with me, you know, I give them a little bit of a description about location choice and clothing, but I'm actually pretty flexible on that because I believe we've hit another little place where now we're dressing our clients and whatnot. So expectations have gone to a completely different place and I don't want people to ever not feel like themselves in my images. So a lot of what they wear and the place they choose revolves actually around their own preferences. And then I just always touch base on how important it is for them to think about what they want to do with the photos afterwards. Because one thing is getting the photos taken. The next step is obviously what to do with those photos. Right. So, and that's a conversation that's happening on the phone before the session. And then are you going to be talking about what most clients spend and what most clients take home? No, I don't really touch base on that. I just let them know what I do, what I do well, and how that makes it easier for them because it gets overwhelming. 
like I mentioned, the mother of the twins before she's also got another child. And so she doesn't have as much mental clarity as she'd like, but little by little with my support and my suggestions, we finished yesterday, we finished the album design and the next thing is to work on the frames. And so it's just helping them understand that no matter what they choose, I'll be there with my 10 years experience because I can gratefully say that from even the first session I did, I've never sent my clients home with no printed product. It was just something that mattered from the beginning. And I've just kept it up because it matters even more to me now, knowing that there's a huge industry or there's a huge part of it that delivers just digital. And so it matters even more to me now to get that message across about how important it is to print, because I think we're all coming to a place where we're so overwhelmed with the number of digitals that we have. And we haven't been in the digital era for a long time. So you can imagine where we're going to be in 20, 30, 40 years time. I truly believe that what we will look back on will be what is in print. And sadly, I believe also that there won't be that much in print. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I can see on your socials, you know, you're showing prints, you're educating your clients, you're sharing photos, actual prints and showing photos of those actual prints as well. Let me just talk about or ask you about the client that you referred to that you're working with right now. Like, can you give me a rough idea of what she spent in total? Oh, so last year she spent $6,000 with me last year. And at the moment she's at $3,500. Okay. So let's take 3500 So she obviously knew that there's potential to spend $6,000 or more. Absolutely. So she's a pre-qualified great client. You know that she's going to be fantastic. As soon as she calls, she doesn't need to be educated. So what happens? So you do the session. Do they come back to you to do the album design or does everything happen over Zoom? No. And I do, you know, for someone starting up, if they're going from digital, moving into product, I've got plenty to teach because I understand that that's a shift that can't happen immediately. You can't go from just digital tomorrow to selling product and people not going, hey, hold on, your pricing's changed, your structure's changed. I'm just curious, like with your clients, how does the sales side of the business work? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. We're going to have to do a follow-up and hear and see how this newsletter goes because it sounds like it's exciting and it sounds like the perfect channel for you to talk with your past clients and future clients. But without the newsletter and looking at your business right now, you know, you're planning a, a three or four-month trip next year. How do you fill up those dates Well, what are you doing today or now, this week, last month to fill up the dates that you do have available? It's just reaching out. It's just putting the word out there. Like last week, I was overwhelmed by the amount of bookings that I got both for workshops and sessions. And this was just simply all because I booked our flights overseas. That's it. That was the starting. So hang on, you posted that you booked flights on Facebook or Instagram? I did. I I posted that we booked flights and that was like the starting thing. The next thing was reaching out to all the workshop hosts that have been waiting two years for this workshop to happen, to whom I'm so grateful. Like that's another thing. If I stop and think that there's, I don't know how many photographers that have been waiting since the end of 2019, because ultimately that's when they booked in for my workshop was the end of 2019. That's how long they've been waiting to spend time with me. So I'm going to make sure that that time's extra special and I added on actually a half a day to the workshop to say thank you so that it will be a little bit slower paced and we'll have more time to spend together. 
And so it was reaching out to the workshop host, just sharing it online again. And this is where if I had a newsletter with like, you know, European photographers, that's where I would release that information. And I know it obviously would have brought back even more bookings, but it's just, and this is where I feel I let myself down is that when I post once or when I post twice, I feel in my mind that's enough because I don't want to be loud and out there constantly. But I really understood that probably, I don't know, 10 or 20% of my audience has actually seen that. So they need to see it again. And this is just one of the big things I got out of Naked Marketing is that when you have something, an offer to give, that you know people need, then you need to talk about it. And it might be once a week, twice a week, like the scheduling obviously falls onto you on where you feel comfortable being present and online. I think I want to be able to hopefully in the near future, just share a bit more behind the scenes to give them an insight and understanding because it's just incredible to me that people, I mean, I've got so much to share, so much to teach. I know that I'm doing what I should be doing, but so many do it from a blind place. And, you know, yes, we know what photography workshops are about, but, you know, can you fully share what the day will actually entail in a few words? No, it's impossible. So I'm hoping over the coming weeks and months, hopefully more weeks rather than months, because I want to be ready to go by probably March next year. I just want to share a little bit more of an insight on everything, on what I teach, on my approach, on my philosophy about photographing families, about product and all the rest of it. Just dive a little bit deeper into what I do and how I do it so others can understand that and just be more confident in knowing that they will be cared and looked after during my workshops because I think ultimately as human beings, that's what we all need and want is to know that we're cared for. So cool. So it looks like you're going to be in Austria, Switzerland, France, Spain, and Italy. Where's the best place to go and learn about the workshops, where they are, how to get involved? So emailing me either through my website, anyamaria.com or just directly, amp at anyamaria.com. That's probably to get in touch with me is the best way. I do have the big cartel site that has the seats where you're able to book them, but it's just always nice to get in touch one-on-one and understand. I like understanding where people are in their own journeys too, so I can best describe what they will gain from their time with me. Cool, cool. Let me finish with asking you a question about starting over. Let's say you were to start over knowing what you know now and move to a new country, maybe somewhere that you haven't been before. How would you kick business off? How would you get bookings? I think I would dedicate more time to personal relationships, to circles. I'm really social creature when I feel comfortable. You know, like it's like photography conferences. I'm the one in the corner waiting for someone to come and talk to me, which is ridiculous because I absolutely <laughs> love spending time with other human beings, but I'm just that level of social confidence is still not where it probably should be. And so I think I would just make that effort because I know that once I'm amongst the community, I actually love being there, but I've never felt confident enough to stand up and, and, you know, say, Hey, I'm Anya. I'm a photographer. This is what I do. And not necessarily because it's all about the business, but it's also just about the, it's about circles at the end. And like, 
when you were talking about, you know, the first European workshop and how I then went on to gain clients and whatnot, it's just all about circles. And so I think the first thing I would do is try to create myself a beautiful local circle and expand from there. I like the idea of, you know, creating a beautiful local circle, but who are you talking about? Like, where do you even start with this circle to try and get clients? Well, you know, being a mom photographer and thinking school and places like that and mom groups or whatnot, I know that they're definitely working with new photographers. I know they've been a really popular place for a lot of them to have that practice family to work with. So no doubt And I've always said this, no matter where you are in your journey, when you do something for free, make sure it's limited, as in the session may be shorter, but also what you give them. You still need to be giving yourself, like, if you're at your very first session, then no. Obviously, you know, I had a lot of practice with my own kids, but I think you need to set up that expectation to be earning money from the get-go so that the jump is never from zero to a thousand, you need to make those small steps over time. And so, yes, it's free, but limit how many you give them and maybe give them a special price if they want to buy more. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Got it. So have a, maybe a waive the session fee, include a couple of prints, but then anything else they have to purchase. Absolutely. Because otherwise it's just really too hard to get that ball rolling. If everything's free, 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 then the word of mouth goes out as free. It doesn't go out. Hey, this photographer took these amazing photos. If you want the opportunity to, you know, get her at a good price or I don't like the sound of good price because to me it sounds cheap. So maybe not quite that language, but You want to get the word out there with an expectation that people need to pay you for your money and for your talent. And I think that's from the get-go. For sure. I know this has been great. It's been a real pleasure. Where is the best place for the listener to learn more online about you and your work? Gosh, I feel like Instagram at the moment is probably where I'm present a lot more. So Anya Maria Photography on Instagram. Fantastic. I'll link to that in the show notes, plus anywhere else they can find you online. Anya, I hope you get to have the holiday trip, work shoots, meet the families of your dreams (laughs) next year, Um, whatever it's meant to be, all into one. I hope it's an amazing year for you. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, thanks so much for sharing everything you have. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you for the opportunity, Andrew. I'm so happy we finally made it happen (laughs) after so long. And like I said before, I think things fall into place when they were meant to. Absolutely. Thanks, Anya. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Anya Maria as much as I did. Anya, if you're listening, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. Congratulations on the success of your business, and I hope hope you get to do all the travels you're planning to next year. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Anya Maria had to share. If you want to follow up with her, you can leave a comment or ask a question at the bottom of the show notes for this week's episode, and they are at photobizx.com dot com forward slash four three nine alternatively if you are a premium member i'll be adding anya into the members facebook group so you'll have easy access to her there now in those show notes as well i've got examples of anya's beautiful work i've got links to anything and everything that she mentioned it's all there in that one spot I've got two things I want to share with you before we close out today's episode. The first one is to do with a workshop that Katie Collenberg of Heart Story Photography is putting together. You need to act fast if you want to get in on this one. The name of the workshop, I absolutely love this, Smash the Shit Out of 2022. Now, if you are familiar with Katie, 
you'll know that she has been running a successful, a super successful portrait and wedding photography business for years now. I've interviewed her a couple of times on the podcast. She has her systems and strategies so well refined. She and her husband, Jeremy, are busy all year round, but strategically busy. So they bring in the clients and the income that they need to support the lifestyle they want. They have plenty of holidays and it's all about systematizing their business. They run their marketing campaigns to bring in the leads that they need. They convert those leads into clients. They make the sales that they need to make and they have the whole thing down to a fine out. Now, I was chatting to Katie about this particular workshop last week and she told me that she is putting everything in place for next year now. Now is the time to put your plans in place to have a successful 2022. So if you want to learn more about this workshop that she's putting together, it is kicking off at the end of this month, November 2021. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash Katie K. That's K-A-T-I-E-K. So photobizx.com forward slash Katie K. And you can read all about what you get from this workshop. It is full on. There's a lot of support from Katie, including a one-on-one follow-up call after the workshop but this is a come along and implement as we go type workshop not just come and watch and then you know don't do anything about it you actually have to be prepared to put in the work during the workshop plan your calendar plan your marketing plan your budget do your number crunching so you know exactly where you are going for 2022 to reach the goals that you've set for yourself and your business so photobizx.com forward slash kdk for more details on that The other quick thing I did want to mention is the $10,000 giveaway, the digital giveaway for portrait photographers. I talked about that in last week's episode. There are a ton of things being given away in this competition. To enter the competition, simply go to photobizx.com forward slash 10k giveaway. That's the number 10k giveaway. All you need to do is add your email address and I think your first name and you are in the draw. Super easy to enter. A ton of things. You can win over 20 different prizes. So photobizx.com forward slash 10k giveaway to get involved with that one. And finally, I've got one big shout out for today's episode. It's shout out time. This shout out goes to South Wales wedding photographer David Barrett from the UK. He left a review in Google just yesterday and he says, I've been listening to the PhotoBizX podcast for the last few months and I've been overwhelmed by the amount of knowledge I've gained while driving my car. I've paid hundreds of pounds to attend courses on the business of photography. This podcast will give you all of that knowledge and more with the fantastic interviews and extra content on the premium section of the website. The additional content available to premium members is well worth the small monthly fee. I would definitely recommend this podcast if you are serious about your photography business and would like to learn from some of the best in the business. Thanks, Andrew, and keep it up. So thank you, David, for taking the time to leave that review. Love that you're getting so much from the podcast and looking forward to following along and hearing about your success in the 2022. If you would like a link back to your website, like David will be getting for leaving this review, all you need to do is leave a review for the PhotoBizX podcast. You can do that in iTunes. You can do that on Google. Just leave an honest rating and review and then get in touch with me. Let me know the URL that you would like me to link to and the keyword phrase you'd like me to use to link back to your website to help you with your SEO. And if you have left a review in the past in iTunes, You can easily leave an additional review in Google, for example, and I'll happily add 
another link to your website using a, a different keyword phrase. We can point to the same URL or a different one, totally up to you. And the easiest way to do that is to go to photobizx.com forward slash Google. So photobizx.com forward slash Google, leave an honest rating and review there. Let me know you've done that and I'll get those links pointing to your website to help you with your SEO. Okay, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I'll be back next week with a totally different kind of interview, less business focused, more arty to give you a chance to catch up on implementing some of the things you've been learning from the guests on the show. All right, stay safe, healthy and well. I'll be back next week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 